Hey everyone, we're about ready to let the good times roll, live from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida. You're watching or listening to the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. I forgot to change the episode title for this episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. But it's episode 75 and we're talking about Mardi Gras. Yay! Yay. Laissez-lay, bon temps roule. <laughs> it's let the good times roll. When Jane gets drunk, she turns into a Creole riverboat captain. That's it. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this episode of our show. Um, I'm your host, Craig Williams. And today I am joined by uh, Jenny Lynn Knopp. Hello, guys. And back on the controls are uh, the the person who hits buttons and checks volume and all that stuff, associate Mm. producer, Mm. Rhino Clavin. Hey. Hey, how are we doing today, guys? Good. I never ask you that. You don't, because you're rude. I just realized (laughs) that. It's... I, I just kind of like jump straight into things. I don't I don't actually check to make sure your lives are okay. Because we literally show up seconds before we start. Ten and then yeah. yeah, like ten seconds, sit down, just assume that everything's ready to go, and then we do it. Sometimes our assumptions are wrong, like when we don't have the right episode yeah. number in the Well, you know what happens screen. when you assume. I don't know, actually. My sixth grade teacher told me. Hmm. And then she spelled it on the board. No, you make an ass out of you and me. That's how you spell it. Yeah, I. Well, I wasn't sure if you actually knew or not. I, I do know that. <laughs> I was seeing how far you'd take it. Oh well, he took it's it a all the way. It's okay, you took it all the way. It's a donkey. Let the good times roll. Les éléments. So today, of course, uh, we are going to be talking about Universal Mardi Gras. So uh, two weeks ago, whenever JL and I. Well, I guess our whole team was on the fence about going or not. It ended up raining all night and was completely disgusting. I just, I didn't even realize, but I guess the artist that night was Hunter Hayes. And apparently, I don't know who it is either. I think we talked about him the first time around and still couldn't figure out who he was. Um, But apparently, because of the weather, the parade ended up happening, but he didn't perform. But isn't he in like a sheltered area? Yeah, I, I, I mean, it would make more sense, in my opinion, that the parade wouldn't happen. Definitely not the stilt walkers. Usually, whenever it rains, the stilt oh, walkers yeah. don't come out. Uh, just the floats and the people on foot. But then the artist will almost always perform, unless it's lightning, and obviously they'll they'll stay in there. Um, so we did not attend the night of Diana Ross on the thirteenth, but we went on the fourteenth, and JL mm-hmm. and I got to see bare naked ladies. Rhino didn't get to go. Um, no. It, again, he was too busy celebrating St. Valentine. VD. <laughs> um, celebrating what? VD. Yeah, he said that. Yep. Celebrated every year. Maybe once a month I celebrated. Yeah. <laughs> once a month. <laughs> I, I, I think it takes us approximately five minutes of every episode before something disgusting happens yep. on the show. But that's that's how it should be. Um, <laughs> the feedback is you guys love the gross stuff. Yeah, every, I mean... 
that's that's just flat out the truth. Um, so yeah, uh, where were we? We're at VD. We actually we Rhino's got VD, and we were able to. He's got and, VD and, fever, and you and I watched ba- Bare Naked Ladies, <laughs> and we watched Bare Naked Ladies, and did not contract VD no. from that. No um, fever dreams for you guys. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. But uh, yeah, we were able to attend. It was a great time. Uh, I'm very, very excited to discuss it, uh, show a little bit of it, uh, discuss some of the newer elements that actually happened with it. Um, but yeah, overall, uh, um, it, it was a great event. It was a really cool event. We had a good time for sure. We did. We let the good times roll. But we're supposed to save this for a little bit, right? We're not going to jump into it just yet? Oh, no. We aren't going to jump into it just yet. Okay. because uh, uh, Did I you think, get a lot of beads? Did we get bees? Beads. Beads? <laughs> bees. No, uh, I, JL did. I Okay. Um and I guess this is going off. That came topic, in naturally again. But then we'll bring it back in. Uh, I, if you go there with a camera in your hand, you all of a sudden become a target by the people on the floats. It's true. Um, this year wasn't as bad as it has been in years past. But I had, I had two instances that like absolutely sucked, and I was almost to the point where I was pissed off. The first one was. Uh, a guy chucked not i mean usually you're supposed to do it one at a time that's what they tell you i had probably a bundle of like four or five all raveled together just come at me smack me in the chest <laughs> to the point that it hurt and this wasn't we w- we watched the parade twice well i watched the parade twice i watched it at the beginning of the route and then got a place at the end so i could see it twice uh, and get more footage. And so, but this was at the beginning of the route. The, mm-hmm. the guy was already like, I'm just going to throw out a big handful. And it hurt. It really hurt. And it, it blindsided me. See, I was looking to the right they tell and it you hit me from the left. Not um, to like directly throw them at people. They say you're supposed to like toss them out. Yeah, but everyone still does. No, it was Come definitely on. with Craig standing there with the camera, the people on the floats. We're kind of like yeah. thinking of it as a ring toss game. And I did have one person actually successfully ring yeah, toss my camera. Somebody um, did do it. So that that did happen. But we'll, we'll get into all that a little bit later. Um, before we do that, I actually, we, we'd be remiss. Or, I don't think that's the right context to use this word. I it think would, you're right. It would be a, a crying shame if we didn't acknowledge that uh, Universal Studios Hollywood, a park that we all... Enjoy a lot. The sister, the technically the mother, the mother mother to our parks, uh, started putting their Wizarding World of Harry Potter, uh, also dubbed the Wizarding World West or Wizarding World of the West. Um, It went into soft openings uh, just very recently. So far ahead of schedule, too. That's crazy. Yeah, the grand opening date was supposed to be April 7th. Still is April 7th. shouldn't say supposed to be. It is going to grand open on that day. However, they... Like they're ahead of time, out. so yeah, they're they're going through soft openings now. Of course, with any soft opening, it's not guaranteed that you'll be able to get in, and if you do, uh, you might not have all the experiences. So, Forbidden Journey might not be open, or uh, you know, you just don't know what you're going to get going into a soft opening uh, as of any time. Um, but two of our listeners slash uh, I'll even call them friends, friends because yeah. they they came to uh, D23 we saw them D23 right? we hung out with them for a while Dizapalooza they mm-hmm. were here Rhino I you. don't remember meeting him at D23 yeah I did I did I, I, 
Craig and I were around when they came in. You, I yeah, think you were it was off in the oh. actual booth itself. Oh, yeah, then so uh, you were I probably running around. Else, yeah, um, but then but, but I did hang out with Brian at uh, the Harry celebration of Harry Potter yep. during the party for a, few, a little bit. So he he of course caught me when I had ice cream in both my hands, yes, and I was like, Ugh. that was the one time that somebody came up and was like, Rhino. <laughs> yeah. So yes, our our friends of the show, Brian and Frank, were able to. Uh, go over and get a little bit of one of the previews at the soft opens. And uh, they were both very, uh, very nice to write in their own opinions and send them to us. So I'm going to kind of combine slash work off of both of their emails because their one was very heavy on um, actual Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. And the other was more of a general of the land. So I'm going to kind of go back and forth on I'm gonna, them. And I'm going to ask you a question because I didn't read the, the email yet. But do they talk about Flight of the Hippogriff in there? Because I saw a photo on Twitter the other day. And I don't, it might have been Brian's photo or it might have been Inside Universal, one of the people I follow. And um, the view on that attraction is incredible. Oh, I can imagine. It It's just because it has it where they built the, the ride just is overlooking – or not the – I mean the whole land – but you know, if you haven't been to Universal Hollywood before, it's built into the side of a mountain. So you know, you know, um, the Harry Potter area is like right on the edge of that top yeah. level, and the Flight of the Hippogriff ride, it just as you look out, you can just see all of like Hollywood Hills everywhere. And I just was blown away by this one photo that's on this little kid, the kitty coaster. You know, it's just I'm jealous of those people riding it right now. I but anyway, don't sorry. know if it's soft opened right now. It might not be. Oh, yeah, I guess it, I guess know. it's also like 10 a.m. there for them. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to start with uh, part of Brian's email, and then I'm going to throw in a little bit of Frank action. But he said, hi, all. Just wanted to write to tell you about the soft opening slash technical rehearsals for the Wizarding World at Universal Studios Hollywood. It's a bit long, but there is so much going on with this version. I was lucky to be able to attend the first day on Friday. I arrived at 11.30 a.m. and was directed to the holding area where a few hundred people were waiting, many since the park had opened at 9 a.m. Universal had us waiting next to the Animal Actors stage, and team members came through selling drinks and snacks. They even gave us free packets of jelly beans at one point. Uh, Not Bernie Botts. Just regular jelly beans. Bertie. Bertie. Sorry. He wrote Bernie in there, so I'm just (laughs) Oh, Bernie's Botts. (laughs) I just almost pulled a Ron Burgundy there. <laughs> just read whatever you write. Go yourself, San Diego. Uh, JL did that earlier today, too. So it's kind oh, of funny. Uh, it was very hot, but the crowd was in a good mood, and people came and went as they pleased. We didn't line up in any order, just hung out where there was shade. Team members answered questions, mainly saying Wizarding World opens on April 7th, but as the day went on, more team members, security, and executives showed up, and around 3-ish, they began, they began passing out entry tickets. That was fun because they had two people handing out the tickets, so the crowd funneled basically to a single-file gap. But we were all in such a good mood that except for a few jokes about buying each other, each other dinner first, things went smoothly. Entering the Wizarding World was amazing. Team members and executives were lining the sides, taking photos and high-fiving us as we went past. They were as excited to see us enter the land, and we were. Even though this was the first opening, everything was operating. Forbidden Journey, which quickly grew to a 75-minute wait. Hippogriff, which ended up at a 30-minute wait. And all the stores and even the three broomsticks was serving a full menu. Uh, wow. 
here's where we get into Forbidden Journey. Forbidden Journey was fantastic. The 3D does not add that much, but at times the effect enhanced the feeling of flying. The sound was crystal clear and everything was brighter, even too bright. You can see the ceiling and infrastructure at times, but the ride experience is amazing enough to make up for this. Hopefully they are testing the levels during this trial period. So this is where I'm going to jump over into Frank's email because he talks a little bit more about Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, um, which, of course, is one of the two attractions that they have in there. And uh, the big difference is they this is native 3D. Uh, like along with the one in Japan that was natively built with 3D. Ours is going to go through the conversion at some point to 3D. Uh, it was apparently supposed to happen in the summer, ended up not actually happening, and who knows when it will. But I'm going to read from Frank's now a little bit more about the 3D. He said, first is the 3D aspect. I have no problem with 3D movies, so I thought the picture was great. There were two effects that worked nicely, the snitch in Hagrid's Lost Dragon. Hmm. Of course, you reach for the snitch. The rest of the 3D adds some depth to the scenes, but it was not a huge difference. Since 3D glasses darkens a room, they lightened up the entire ride, which both helped some practical sets and hurts others. The observatory was great. You can see so much detail, and we even noticed the shadows of Ron and Harry flying out the window just before our oh, bench follows. That's that cool. That's is, not here, is that it? That is also in ours. However, unless... You ride with, okay, The so whenever I started there, it was still really clear to see, and a lot of the opening day team members were still there, because I came in six months after the ride opened, so they were still able to point out details like that, and as the ride's oh, gone on and on and people have people left, forget to it's really, it. yeah, it's really hard to point it out to people unless they know where to look for, but we do have that effect in ours. I'm going to look for that. Um, but I could see it, right? It's not like in a place I'd have to be looking really... It's Yeah, you can see it from your ride vehicle. You just have to know exactly where to look and at the right time. Otherwise, okay. you won't see it. Very um, then again, I also haven't been on Forbidden Journey now in maybe six months. What's wrong? So I just I don't go on it as much. Um but anyways, the dragon set is terrific. Again, we are able to see much more detail in the practical sets. I hope they make the following scenes darker. Uh, first is the spiders. You always see the spiders, which is still creepy, but you miss the shock of really only seeing them when they suddenly appear as the lightning strikes. Uh, I flinched in Florida's version. Uh, not here, though. We are able to see the ceiling with the Whomping Willow and the mechanics with the Dementors. There were more Dementors, which was awesome. The addition of 3D films doesn't add much to the experience as I thought it would, but overall, I like this version slightly better because of seeing the details in the sets and depths in the film. Um, I, you know, I, I know they do have to make it brighter because of that, but that's kind of a bummer that they have to change so much of it just to make up for the 3D glasses. I would rather see it as it was intended. Yeah, I'd rather um, not have the 3D. The other part, too, I don't know in terms of what he meant about there being more Dementors. I think I've mentioned it on the show before. I'll mention it again, though. We have a ton of Dementors in ours, in the final room where you have uh, Bob and Soulsuck coming at you. Um the the final two, so I'm sorry. Do they have names? Yes, uh, Bob 
Okay, this is where <laughs> these these are the secrets. Okay. So uh, you have Dementor 1, Dementor 2, Dementor 3. Those are the, because they wow. happen in a row. Yeah. And then the final two that you have there is Bob, because on the Kuka arm, it kind of just bobs out at you really oh, yeah, slow. Yeah. I know goes when up you're and down, about, And then yeah. Soul Suck. Um, Who gives well, you the that, little... Sorry, those are together. Those are the same ones. My bad. Um, Wait, Bob is Soul Suck? Bob is Soul Suck. So, because it just bobs at you. Um, Dementor at law. It's been over two, three years since I've worked there. So, the mind's going. I drink a lot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Let's not try to church up my life. Talk Uh, about sucking the happiness out of the room real quick. uh, uh, Yeah, soul suck. (laughs) (laughs) Beads. Beads? So, in that room, uh, whenever... Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey first went through uh, the test previews and stuff for Warner Brothers. Uh, There's, I want to say there's about 10 Dementors hanging up in that room. Uh, But the executives for Universal and Warner Brothers both said that it was way, way, way too scary with that many in the room. In ours or theirs? In ours. In ours, okay. Um, So it just, they said that the way it looked was that it just made you feel like you were surrounded by them, a little too frightening. Uh, They thought too many kids would be absolutely terrified considering adults were. So they basically turned the lights off that were pointing to that area. The only time you can see them is if uh, they're getting evac'd off the ride, essentially. So there are more than you can see in in our ride. Yes, there are more than we can see, more than just the ones that are on the Kuga. If I go, go, like, let's say we're done with this uh, episode and I go to Universal right now, and I look for this specifically, would I be able to see them? No. So it is it's like the, physically impossible to see it. The only way you can, um, the only way you can see them, is if you're getting evac'd off the ride. So is that like do lights come on when that happens? Yeah, they they have two forms of evacing. Getting into technicalities, one you still move through the ride mm-hmm. and you're let off, and then the other is a traditional evac style where you. You know, you get pulled off. Everything's yeah. shut down. Um, but the lights have to come on for both of those. Or let's say you temporarily stop in that room and uh, they have they turn the lights on in the building. If you're in the right position, yeah, you'd be able to see them. So but I'm an, I'm, it all ha- you have to be in the right circumstance at the right spot to be able to see them. Well, I'm going to ask you this now. Like, so I, they I know that Hollywood has like said like publicly like we have more dementors. Um, if people react well to theirs, is there things in place that ours could be shown at some point? Wait, say that again. So, like, are there lights in there that could be turned on to function to point at them? So, like, yeah. could that effect be brought into the future? Yeah. Without, I mean, if they, without like, a renovation or a If they chose to, yeah. All they have to do is add those lights. lighting effects back in. But I... I don't see that happening. Oh, my fingers um, are crossed because it sounds amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, I've never experienced the ride with them on. I've only seen them well, twice. Well, I mean, I agree with whoever said it. Like, it, it makes sense because I, I that part of the ride is legitimately scary to me. And it's not even the Harry Potter. I don't know. It's just everything. Like, you're moving around in that thing. You're in the basement. They're swooping at you. And there's a part of me where I'm like, all right, give me, scare me a little bit more, but I'm legitimately scared in that part anyway. So I I can understand that, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's frightening. I'm not afraid of it because I'm a big brave man. I'm not afraid That's either. Just me. Because you so, are also a big brave man. Or, he's a big brave man. Obviously. I don't know if you could tell by that voice uh, <laughs> for people who listen, but <laughs> so I'm gonna finish up with this. Moving on past uh, 
And Brian just tweeted at us. Sorry about the <laughs> proofreading errors. Um, well, that'll be the last time we read your email, Brian. Exactly. Don't you worry. Thanks, Brian. Um, so moving on from Forbidden Journey, certain details are different from Orlando. Ollivander's is on the opposite side of the street. Um, this allows for more space for two more showrooms, which is what they would need. Uh, but even with that, the line still was very long. The shop entrance itself is located around the side of the building near the Jurassic Park entrance in terms of ours. Uh, you can also get it get to it by going through Wizarding Wiseacres, which... Uh, Wiseacres Wizarding Equipment, I'm sure, which we have in Diagon Alley, which is kind of weird that they would place it in. Yeah, especially since that is a Diagon Alley store. Yeah. Um, So speaking of our Jurassic Park entrance, uh, they have the Hogsmeade Arch there, but it leads to a ramp that takes you down into Springfield, not Jurassic Park, because Jurassic Park in Hollywood is all the way down below on the lower. Oh, okay. But our, our Jurassic Park entrance is their Springfield. So you can still see they have that same visual thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's slightly different, but still pretty much the same. Um, It's pretty odd if you're looking at it and you're used to Orlando, which is an entrance to nowhere. But I think it will be used a lot once the Springfield gate is opened. Also in this area is the extended queue for Forbidden Journey, which winds through our Forbidden Forest where the Ford Anglia has crashed, which ours is in the Dragon Challenge queue. Mm -hmm. Not there. Um, in place of Orlando's Ollivander's store is Galadrag's Wizard Wear, selling robes and hats. The store is connected to the Owl Post. Strange not to see wands for sale in Dervish and Bangs, which is spread out between two rooms. Finch's is the same, except there's no place to buy ride photos. They do not take your picture on the ride. Hmm. Which... Maybe not a lot of people are buying. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like such knows? an easy thing to pop a camera up there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Honey Dukes is very similar as well, but Zonko's is just one wall inside Honey Dukes. It's funny to see that, but it'll be so much easier to get rid of when Diagon Alley opens up. I hope, I hope, I hope. I was just going to say, <laughs> what? That's uh, Three Broomsticks is the same. The food is great. They're still practicing pouring butter beer, so we're all getting a ton of foam on the top. Oh, it's the so good that way. Yeah. We're enjoying it while it lasts. Uh, one of the biggest questions, people just ask if they can have a cup of foam. No, no you can't. They, they have to serve it the, the certain way. Um, since we don't have a Dueling Dragons coaster, we don't need any lockers by the Hogwarts Express. Instead, they have made this a photo op. You can sit in the cabin of the train with a green screen window. If you want to buy the photo, they insert one of three options. Hogwarts, two Dementors, or a shot of the flying Ford Anglia. Oh, and cool. that photo costs 25 bucks. And uh, Brian's sorry to say that he gave in and bought his photo. Um, <laughs> surprise, surprise. So the land was open on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, Brian and Frank went back on Sunday, walked right in. No problems, no lines, none of that. Everything was manageable. Uh, but he says the biggest issue with the Hollywood version is that you can see a lot of the outside world. Springfield, Waterworld, office buildings, the back lot, and even the Hilton Hotel are visible throughout the land. So it's not as immersive. Yeah. And he says it's a bummer and will take a little getting used to. Frank and I describe it as Islands of Adventure transport you to Hogsmeade. Um, since Hollywood is the real working studio, they've built the sets and we are ready to shoot. That's his full long description. Thinking of it this way helps with intrusions, not completely, but it eases the annoyance of the eyesores, which, you know, I, it's kind of funny that that all gets tied in because part of Universal's fight against the giant roller coaster, which I can't even think of the name right now. The sky coaster. Yeah. The sky coaster. Um, Skyplex, 
uh, oh, is part it because you'll be able to see it? It's from- because you would be able to see it. Yet that's the whole thing, and there's no, there's no true immersion. Well, I guess there there is immersion, but there is way too much of the outside world visible in the Hollywood version. So, looking back onto it, that was kind of a weak argument. Now, considering <laughs> the one in Hollywood has that the, issue, the, I find the difference for me though is that I enjoy the view in Hollywood, whereas here it's I don't want to. I don't want to say garbage, but I don't really. There's not this outside of Universal. I don't need to look at any of that. Yeah. Like, but at Hollywood, you're on the mountain. You're you when you're on that little ride, you can see everything. I don't know. Yeah. No. It's uh. <laughs> everything. I love the I love the hand motions. <laughs> everything. 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 We have everything. Everything that's happening. Sorry. So it was funny. everything. Regardless, I will. I will. Uh, Reserve all judgment on it until I am able to go out there and see it with my own eyes. Hopefully, we'll all be able to see it together with our own eyes for the first time. Mm, I doubt it. Um, <laughs> okay, better I much. don't know why, but... Can we hold hands while we all drink butter beer out there? Uh, I, I guess if Jenny Lynn's in between us. <laughs> okay. I was hoping for a witch circle, but that's fine. Okay. We should just start our own coven. <laughs> yeah. Harry Potter coven. I'm good. No? Okay. Good. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. So, Um, yeah, uh, look for that to open up officially April 7th. Uh, Hopefully, again, we'll get out there at some point in time. I'm sure the Disneyland team will get out there first to cover it. So, uh, shameless plug for the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition. There's its audio only, but, uh, you know, if... If any of them has a chance, they're all really great at describing everything that they do. Great show. I'm sure they can take uh, some pictures, put them up on the site. Yeah, hopefully. So, you know, stay uh, tuned to that show, too, to get any updates on that. If you're listening and you're from California, you're going to Hollywood, now's the time to go. Yeah. Go before it does the opening, because... It was the same here. When when they did soft openings for Diagon Alley and for for Hogsmeade, um, it's... A lot less crazy. It'll be yeah. pretty crazy for the next year after it opens. So exactly. Go now. So uh, if anyone else wants to ever write in and let us know about their experiences out there, uh, if anyone makes it that way, UO Podcast at disunplug.com. So just want to say thank you again to Frank and Brian for their coverage on it that they provided with us. Uh, it was I was happy to read all that stuff. Next time, send more pictures though. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, send Brian. Pictures. We'd credit you. I want to. I want to see his train picture, and I want to know if he was wearing his Ravenclaw robes. Fantastic. So, are we ready to let the good times roll? If you're playing the drinking game at home, I believe that's number five. Laissez I don't know how to say that. I just make it very mumbling. You're mumbling. Laissez les bontemps rouler. Laissez les bontemps Let's let the good times roll. Let's get on with Mardi Gras. So, by the way, that counts for three shots right there. What's that? That counts for three shots. Fan. So I said it, then she asked how to say it, then I said it. The good times roll. Uh, So, before we get into our discussion, uh, we will be showing a brief video clip that, of course, will be available on youtube.com slash WDWinfo later on, showing everything about Mardi Gras. So, for those of you watching, here it is. For those of you listening, go check it out. Hey, so uh, if you didn't go and watch that, if you're listening, then go watch it now and pause again and start over. But for everyone who just watched that, I hope you enjoyed seeing a little bit of it if you've never actually been to the Mardi Gras event before. Uh, So we've talked about Mardi Gras before on this show. 
last year. No, we did not talk about it last year. Did we skip it last year? We skipped it last year. We were supposed to go do it. Um, It was actually Dustin's resolution to do it last year. We talked about it last year. There's a video. That was two years ago. No, Craig, I was on the show. And we, you made a video, and I remember watching the video being like, oh, that's a really good video you did. And you were like, I don't care. I don't like you. It was really early. I was on the show for sure. And both, Julie did bring king yeah, cake. And I, Rhino and who I got the baby the Jesus? Years ago. <laughs> that's the only reason why I know there's a baby Jesus. Was that last year? It was yeah, last year. I started last January. Huh. Maybe I'm. I, must. I don't think we talked about it very extensively. Am I, I think having it was a, one like day a brain parasite or something so. that my memory is completely gone? Yes. I think you mentioned something about drinking too much a little bit earlier. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> Let the good times roll. <laughs> um, <laughs> so people uh, actually know how to say. We it. talked hey. about it last year. Then I'm I'm gonna look it up because uh, he can't just take our word for it. I very specifically remember your video and and. Uh, I very specifically remember Julie bringing in king cake. Yeah, yeah, she brought in king cake, but that was at the start of Mardi Gras. Like real Mardi Gras. Oh. The start of real Mardi Gras. She brought it in. Um, I don't know if it was a whole episode, but you definitely showed a video of Mardi Gras. There exists a video of an overview of I Mardi know, Gras I did make year. one, but I don't think we did it for the show. I will find out. Um, so, JL, why don't you start with a little bit of talking about Mardi Gras? I'd love to, but first I need to get something um, straight here. You guys keep joking about beads and bees, but I don't know what that joke is. It's um, from Arrested Development. Uh, it's Job wants money to start a... Um, it's a joke. It, it, they repeatedly, he says bees, and they're like, beads? Bees. And then when they redid the season for Netflix, they were bees and not beads. And Okay. So, so we started saying it, and then... There's a somebody who follows us follows uh, on Twitter and they are on YouTube. I don't know, and they've left comments repeatedly where they're like, they've it's been challenged now to almost try and organically fit it in every time. Okay, I was just wondering what was going on. I thought this must have been something that happened on the weeks I wasn't on the show. All right, um, Mardi Gras. We had a really great time this year. We um, started off. We we got there and walked around, kind of surveyed the area a little bit. Um, there was live band playing in the corner, really good music. And of course, all of the booths were set up with their food. Everyone seemed to be really enjoying themselves. The atmosphere was very lively and there was quite a few people there, um, as well. Uh, and I guess we, we didn't really eat anything. We just kind of walked around. Yeah, no, we, uh, we walked around typically on the first time we cover an event like this, we, we don't go necessarily to enjoy ourselves. We go to make sure that we get everything we need to be able to show it to everyone out there. Right. And then we will follow it up uh, with. That's this. Week. Actually. So that, that'll be this week. So we have we're going to go check it out this week, the three of us all together and hopefully be able to uh, come up with something a little special with it. But uh, one of the things I really like about the event is they decorate the park much like many of the parks decorate for Christmas or for Halloween. Um, the the lamp posts are they're not just you know the regular lit color they're green they're purple they're, they're yellow as you progress down the streets there's garlands hanging on many of the storefronts again all in the Mardi Gras colors um, again creepy statues and um, sugar skulls everywhere the wacky waving inflatable arms on top of Mel's yeah. driving yeah. when when during the week is Mardi Gras gang. 
Well, Mardi Gras happens on select weekends from February 6th through April 16th. Not it's, on select weekends, select days of the weekend. Yeah. So um, uh, it basically happens every single Saturday. Sometimes we'll throw it in on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's it's whenever there's a performer slated for that, that's the day they have it, right? So there's a performer yes. at every single Mardi Gras. Yeah. Mardi, mm-hmm. Gras Mardi Gras only happens when the parade and the performers are there. They don't do the parade every night. Okay. That, that, only on not every day of the week, but I was I know that like the performer does only perform the one yes. day. So exactly. I didn't know if they like did Mardi Gras Friday, Saturday, nope. Sunday, and then they Nope. Just it all has to go together. So Could this be. year there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen different dates that you can go and check it out. Well, three less now, um since the first couple weekends are already gone. But let's Actually, he was talking about the parade, and for me, that's the big part of this whole thing. Well, yeah, before we get too further with that, let's talk about the three different aspects that make it up. Okay. Uh, we already mentioned the concert. Mm-hmm. Talked about the concert a couple shows ago whenever we announced the lineup mm-hmm. uh, that was with it. So you have a big concert by a somewhat big group or act at some point in their careers taking place on the stage. Better than the concerts that happen over at Disney. Yeah. We've said it. Totally. We'll say it again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a real I'll say concert. it a third time. They're much better than the ones they get over at Disney. Well, I think I think the main thing is they just seem a little bit more relevant. Yeah. The, the ones they're, at they're Disney are still good, yeah. but they're kind of old. These people are people who currently have singles on the radio. Yes. And if they don't have singles on the radio, uh, their singles were at least popular like in the Diana last Ross. 10 years-ish, like it, 20 years-ish. Yeah. Or they're classics. Le- yeah. That's a better word. I was going to say legendary, but... yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd go. I'd say that's a little bit of a too big of a word. Yeah. I'd say classic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's there's some strange decision in this year's lineup with uh, with three doors down and T Pain, but T Pain can't win them all. Can't win them all. Um, so tonight, we just fight about music all the time. <laughs> hey, I grew up in the era of three doors down. I know you're defending T Pain. <laughs> I like both those groups. T-Pain. I thought she was defending T-Pain, too. (laughs) I grew up in the era of Three Doors Down. I I loved Three Doors Down. Uh, I'm... Can't be Kryptonite. Yeah. uh, Kryptonite. Even their second whole album, uh, Away From the Sun or whatever it was called, you know, I I burned holes through both of those. So I I did appreciate them back then. Not anymore. I don't need to go down that that nostalgia road with them. Uh, It was good enough with Bare Naked Ladies this past weekend. Uh... Aspect two, the parade, as you've already mentioned. Love it. Uh, the parade, and we'll go there next. Uh, but then the the other aspect, of course, J.O. mentioned the, the food, and that all takes place in the Market Square, which is in, uh, right, it's in the plaza in New York. That's where the decorations for the event are kind of centered. Yeah. and You can't miss it. You have all of your Americanized, well, not Americanized, your uh, watered-down God, it's it bad that I use Americanized with the first, like, to me, watered down. It's all it's, sanitized. It's sanitized. Thank you. That's the for. better. It's sanitized version of uh, New Orleans food. Um, it, it, some of the stuff isn't bad. I've sampled it at different events, but we're going to actually go in whenever we go this weekend and really give it a chance and try some different food items and get all into it. Dirty uh, rice. Excited. Yeah. But, you know, they have all the classics. They have Yol Beignets. They have, they Yo have Elm Dewey. And Dewey. They've Dewey got sausage. That's they, they've good. got it all. Yeah, rice and beans, red rice and beans. Yeah, red d- beans and rice. Red beans. <laughs> Backwards. Red beans and rice, dirty rice, red king rum. cake. They got it all. And we'll 
tell you later if it's good. The tater we, twist. Yeah, we will. We'll be able to tell you next week if how we actually felt about all that stuff. But um, you know, this this whole area is kind of fun. From the second you walk in the park uh, and you get through those turnstiles, you start moving your way up the street. That's whenever. If you go in around like four o'clock, that's whenever all of the performers from the parade start coming out and just, you know, they're handing out beads, starting to get people in the the mood and the atmosphere and taking pictures with everyone, yelling, you know, happy Mardi Gras. They're very, very enthusiastic. And you do, you start to kind of get a bit of a excitement. It just starts to kind of catch on. It's fun. And um, I did notice, well, I guess. The stilt walkers that were out greeting you, there are also a lot of the same ones are in the parade. And so they don't all look the same. They all have different costumes and different themes in different sections of the plaza area. So I thought that was I thought that was fun. And then they also have the booth set up with a little bit of um I don't know, I I wanna say creep factor because there's some of this there's some of the same things that you see at Halloween horror nights, but like, you know, the psychic readings and the, you know, henna tattoo artists and things like that. It's all it's all there um to give you a little bit of something to do and get ready for the parade. I I lost both of you. You all went into another world here. No, I'm I'm right there with you. So I almost as much as I love the parade and the concert and all that, I almost enjoy this time up until all of that. I, I love it a lot because, um, well, this year it was great because for the first time we got to see some of the new costumes mm-hmm. that were being used uh, as part of the parade. And, uh, you know, I, during during the parade, it's, it's easy to catch beads, obviously. But one of the coolest aspects of uh, Mardi Gras during the parade and before it starts is the doubloons. There's three different doubloons this year that you can collect and uh, they're on. They usually stack them on the parade as long as they don't run out with them in your float if you're riding on it. So you can throw those out. But they're obviously they're like half dollar size, mm-hmm. so they're extremely hard to catch huh. if as they're being thrown out. If anyone does throw out, I know whenever I rode on the float two years ago, <laughs> we kind of just pocketed them. <laughs> the, the ones that were on there, and like, well, I want to keep these and hand them out to friends and stuff like that. Awful. <laughs> awful of us but um it's there there it's very cool because the performers are out actually handing these out mm-hmm. and uh you know usually they'll make you which might be a safer something. way to do it because you know if you get a doubloon chucked at you hard enough that might not feel real good worse than some beads i might think yeah I know i i've been hit in the head with a coin before it hurts <laughs> uh but no, I, I like that there is a more accessible way of getting these. It makes it a little bit easier to collect them all if you are that that rugged collector of a person. And uh, <laughs> you know, they're they're cool. I, I love these doubloons. I'm going to get the doubloons. I, I didn't get any that night. But. I also want to say this is the time of the evening that you should try to take a lot of your pictures. Obviously, you can't take pictures of the parade because it's not happening. But pictures of the area because the lighting is just right. You don't have too much sun, you know, coming down and giving you that overexposed look. And it's not too dark where it's low lighting and then your pictures come out a little bit fuzzy. And we tried to um, we tried to gather most of our pictures during this time. And I felt like they, you know, turned out surprisingly well, considering, you know, I'm not a professional photographer and all that. Yeah. And I know this is Rhino's favorite part because it's a chance to get really up and close and personal with half naked men. Mm hmm. 
it's true. no no i have no shame it is yeah, that's true <laughs> it's a true story yes <laughs> all for it <laughs> <laughs> they're just really high in the air but anyway yeah so i i think that's the perfect segue into going talking about the parade um and there are technically and uh, okay i didn't go back and watch my video from last year at the parade so we know there are for sure four new floats uh however i also want to say the king and queen float was new this year i think we both agreed on that Mm -hmm. and then rhino pointed it out while we were watching the video and i agreed the gator float that is is one of the perennial staples it definitely looked a lot flashier Mm -hmm. uh and i noticed it there but it came across even shinier Mm -hmm. on uh, looking back at it later, but the floats um, this year were fantastic. Yeah, so best I've ever seen. Yeah, it, it's kind of turned from uh, like the last time around that they added new floats. They really took it to like a steampunk uh, traveling around the world modes of transportation. And, yes, it, it was traveling around the world. So you had the different floats describing the transportation, and you were going to places like Mexico and China, which this year uh, they those floats still stay in the parade. However, uh, they added four new floats: uh, the the Oktoberfest, um, the was Rio de Janeiro new? Yeah the yeah the Oktoberfest was a new one. Fun fun float. Uh, Giant beer stein. I love my beer. Um, pretzels. Pretzel. Germany. Uh, there's a Rio float, and that, I, of course, I don't, is, I don't know. If that is that Rio? Mm-hmm. That is Rio. That's you a bird. Can tell from For, the parrots. The, the parrot from the movie Rio. Yes, the parrot from the movie Rio featured in there. Obviously, that that float is signifying the Rio Carnival. Oh, it literally um, says Rio on the side of it. Exactly. Too, if I actually looked at it. Rio, not Rico. Rio. Rico. Uh, then there's also another float giving you a little bit of an Italian flair. That's the Venetian Carnival float. Um, it is. Uh, is there's a big giant goofy mask on the this front one? of it. Yes. Uh for all the Venetians out there that I just pissed off by calling those masks goofy, I do apologize. Uh it is not <laughs> hey, goofy mask. They gave us the alphabet. <laughs> That's the Phoenicians. Venetians. Not the Venetians. <laughs> oh dear. History. America. Education. It's a good thing we don't work for a company that covers the theme parks like Disney or anything. Yeah. Why don't why don't you start ET quotes now? Let's pull it back in somewhere. Somehow. You want me to get on the Reese's pieces again? Yes, please. Reese's pieces. What did I say? Reese's pieces? Yes. Yeah. Sorry. No. Childhood habit. Yeah, let's get in there too. Um oh, Hank came un- uncorked. Uncultured. Came are... out kiltered. So then uh, the final of the new the floats that float. signify this kind of around the world different celebrations. We have to give a salute to America. Well, All most countries, countries. But <laughs> mostly America. But most countries, but mostly America. The Fourth of July float. Um, get out your red, white, and blue because this is just pure blood American. That's a um, big I, I ripped off my eagle. shirt. I literally, I had my shirt on and I just ripped it off. To reveal your 
your America tattoo underneath. <laughs> and I am able to make my fat ripple so that way it looks like the flag is also moving too. It's it's a sight that it was hot. Not many will behold with their own eyes. <laughs> it's a sight not many will ever forget. I, I freaking love this float though. The eagle on front, the, the firework kind there. of projection that they have on there, the Liberty Bell on the back, uh you know, for all of y'all in different countries out there, I'm sure your countries are great, but... But we had a really good float. But we have a 4th <laughs> of July American float. And I've, I've never been more proud of this parade than now. And I'm not even... I know I'm kind of going into that whole vibe there. I don't know. I loved this float. It just... It was, it was perfect. Um, and, of course, they had uh, stuff like the Preservation Jazz float with the... Mm-hmm that they always have and the the riverboat float kicks it off mm-hmm. um all, all of the standard classics one of the floats that uh is you're lucky enough if you get to ride on it in your lifetime in the top is the king and queen float and this it, jl's had the opportunity to ride it I in did. the past i got to be queen of the parade one year and that was so much fun but not it was not on this float this is a new float i was in a different upper level it was not the same thing <laughs> lost him again you didn't lose me again um <laughs> so <sighs> the king and queen float the king and queen float uh what be, what was it before though is it this is it this one well yeah that, that, that's okay. what i have in there but i'm j- Sorry, I'm I'm just racking my brain trying to think of what it looked like before. Um, I was this one is pretty. That one is an awesome, awesome float. My float was not nearly as cool, um, and had the the big, huge statue of the king on one side. On the side that we saw, I didn't get to see the other side of the float, but it it was it was really cool. Um, I guess on this float. It didn't seem like the king and queen of the parade actually had quite as prominent positions on the float as when I was on it, but um, okay. But the, but the float looks better. Yeah. So the the old float um, that I'm pulling up now, it's you know, it's a shame that we don't have a website where we kind of document all this stuff. <laughs> you think that takes place in theme parks? We got to get on that. We, yeah. Someone write it down. We need to do that. Uh, there was a bird on the front. Uh, and then the king and queen scroll, which got moved to the back of this float. And then there's, you know, the the seating up there, the standing area um, that was right under a tiny crown. So this one, I feel like you were more hidden if you were the king and the queen. Mm-hmm. You're not as prominently to, featured. Yeah, you had to look for the king and the queen. They were still in the center of the float, but they weren't as high elevated as they used to be. So it wasn't quite as obvious that they were the king and the queen. And it was, it was just nice to see a tweak on this float. It was, I, I like whenever they change it up. Every time they change it up, I say to myself, yeah, these... This parade's better than the last iteration of the parade that Mm -hmm. they were running with. Um, I loved the steampunk whenever that one came out. It was so cool. But I've got to say, I am a huge, huge fan of of this new version of the parade. I I act. I smile. I smile whenever (laughs) whenever we watch this parade. It happens. That doesn't happen often. (laughs) Uh, So that that says absolutely a lot about it um and then of course the night ends with your big concert on the stage we had bare naked ladies uh and i gotta tell you this i've seen some great concerts at universal uh even just great performances in general 
but this was absolutely a highlight. Mm-hmm. Um, well, apparently you weren't the only one to think so because it was packed. We were no, not anywhere close to that stage. We no. were out in the street because the the grass area in front of the stage was completely packed. Yeah, and we left right from the end of the parade. Not as it passed us, but yeah, no, as the dally. parade finished, we had... Well, first off, I thought the parade, the concert wasn't starting until 9 o'clock because I know that's when Diana Ross started. The... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I, I said sorry. Diana weird, didn't I? Yeah, a little, just Diana a little Ross. bit. It had Diana a fun, Ross. It had a fun um, little thing in it. <laughs> I heard it too. Don't worry. But uh, I thought I thought Bare Naked Ladies were starting at 9, too. They started at 8.30. So we got over there about 20 minutes before the concert started even. Uh, and just kind of around the general area. And, you know, you could get to – you could – they set up a walking path – with blocked off with uh, bike barricades, so that way you can walk one way, you can walk the other way, and then on the other side of the barricades, you're basically sitting outside of the Monsters Cafe building. So we were it's as far back as you could get to the end of the lawn before you got to the walkways and the road, and you know there there was room for people to walk back and forth behind us, but uh, I would say there only could have been about maybe another layer of six or seven people back. And that's that's how packed this was. It mm-hmm. was very packed. And another thing with Mardi Gras concerts is usually people will stay for two, three songs and then start to bail. This was not the case. Mm-hmm. I stayed until the very end of the show, and I there was not a lot of people leaving this one. But uh, they, they've had a lot of hits. They didn't play. They played most of their hits, uh, but not all of them, which... It was a bold move on their part. They play It's All Been Done? No, they did not. That was really? that was the one hit that I was referring to, actually, that they did not play. They did um, Pinch Me. They did One Week. Yeah, uh, they did Brian Wilson, If I Had a Million Dollars. The Big Bang Theory. The Big Bang Theory. Uh, so those ones that everyone wanted to hear, and those were all towards the end of the set, so you really had to stick it out. One thing that they did, though, that I really appreciated was – uh, they did he freestyle? He did. Last yeah, he year. did. He did okay. his freestyle, and I've heard that was even that the magic where they Ride go, Rocket? they they do this. What's that? Was that the song about the Rip Ride Rocket? Well, he did Rip Ride Rocket, talking about how uh, even magical spaces need practical places. Yeah, whenever that's um, what he said last year. When about Harry Potter, the yeah Ed Robertson or whatever his name is, that's the now the head of the band. That he doesn't share it with share it with Stephen Page, you know. He was saying, "Oh, I went on Rip Ride Rocket, and the person that I got got off in front of me ended up throwing up pretzel and cheese." Oh, crap! And just then he went into this freestyle song about riding Rip Ride Rocket and pretzel and cheese throw up, and it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And they did a, a little butterbeer jam, and then they did one with Doctor Doom's Fearfall during "If I Had a Million Dollars." They're talking about if I had a treehouse, I'd attach harnesses to it, and then. You know, all of a sudden they would shoot up into the sky, just like Doctor Doom's Fearfall, and just went into this little, little funny riff off of it. But like bring it into the park, so you know, yeah, they might do that everywhere they go. They might do it whenever they play at Disney too. But it kind of adds a nice. Disney? They have played at Disney before. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, Pete was telling me about it that they played at the Mission Space Grand opening. Oh, okay. So 
regardless, I th- I thought it was great. Uh, they they really got the crowd involved in there. They even ended. They kind of ended the show, um, the first part of their show before they did an encore song with a medley of uh, pop songs, some classics, and it finished off with "Let It Go." Uh, the end part, and he had to throw in the jab, like, bet you don't hear this at Universal very often. <laughs> and it was, you know, everyone loved it, but it, it was really cool. Overall, with with the right concert, the the parade that they have this year, and being able to get in early and enjoy the food and the fun and everything that's happening, God, I, I'm excited to go to a bunch of Mardi Gras this year. It's not going to just be see, this here's, one. It's going to be a my, lot. My wonder about Saturday, if we're going to go see Nate Roos, who is, was the uh, former lead singer of Fun, if he'll do any fun songs or if he's just going to stick exclusively to his solo album, which I don't know how well that did. It definitely has at least one single on it, but I'm just curious like if he's not going to deliver quite as much as others have in the yeah, past. I don't you know. know. It'll be interesting to see. It will. So I'm excited, though, to go, and hopefully we come back with some some fun coverage of our time at Mardi Gras. Uh, but any final thoughts on Mardi Gras this year? Besides tell people to if they don't have those last-minute plans and they need to make them and come out to this one? No, that was my exact thought. Yeah. Word for word. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I, I love this parade. Um, and I'm not a big parade guy. But I, I absolutely love this parade. I, th- you know, despite the fact that it's being pulled by trucks and it's it's more, it's not your Disney where you're just seeing the floats and everything. But, but is that like Mardi Gras it's, style though? Yeah, it's Mardi Gras style. So it's from, authentic. Yeah, it, I. It's definitely it's a different style of seeing parades. Whenever you're used to Disney doing such a good job of concealing how they're moving and all that stuff, but. I, I think specifically with this Mardi Gras floats this year, I, I think this might be the best parade right now that you can see in Orlando. Mm. Well, that's a really big statement. I think it's. I think watching our Mardi Gras parade is more fun than watching Festival of Fantasy. Okay, I would disagree with you on that, but I would say the Mardi Gras comes in a very close second. Wow. I would agree with you because I think that the Mardi Gras... Uh, it's one of the few types of like it, it engages you because you're excited. You're trying to like catch the beads. They're throwing out the beads. So for the whole the whole time, you're all like you're very into it. Whereas like Festival Fan, I feel like you just step back and watch a Disney parade. You know what I mean? Like That's it doesn't really point. involve you. Yeah, you That's don't get involved. That's a valid point, but I don't know. I can't. And you know, let's talk about uh, the fact that Disney princesses don't look anything like their actual characters because. Someone at Disney World casting is just smoking crack whenever it comes to <laughs> getting true. face characters. Um, okay, that might better. be true. <laughs> it's clearly better than Main Street Electrical Parade. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not going to debate that. But um, I don't know. I just love the floats of Festival of Fantasy. But, but this year's Mardi Gras is the best Mardi Gras that I have ever attended. Those floats are fantastic. I will have no problem watching that parade multiple times. And I'm not a parade person either. You know what you just got to do before you do it? Gotta I know. let the good times roll. <laughs> Go ahead, Rhino. Say it. I already forgot how to say it. No, Lava lay. <laughs> no, good lay. Lord. No. Lava lay lady. Lava lay. Lava lay. Lava lay. Lava lay. Lava lay. I almost said labia. Oh, I just said labia. Twice. Great. I don't know how to say it, guys. I can't. Voulez-vous coucher? I can't. Oh. oh. Let the good times roll. So, thank you for participating. Bon I hope. Bon 
How can I not remember how to say it? I hope everyone has enjoyed. I missed one. If you if you liked watching this, please look down on YouTube and see that thumbs up button and press that and show us that you liked it. Uh, as well as leave a comment if you really, really liked it. Um, and if you're just listening to this on iTunes, then uh, go ahead and subscribe to us if you haven't yet. And also leave us feedback there if you ever like anything that we do. Um, and then if you want to find out more information, of course, go to disunplug.com. That's where you'll find our show notes, our contact information, any links that you need to to find us or the other shows on the Disunplug Network. It's a really great resource. Uh, go there do that uh, make sure you subscribe to us also on social media facebook twitter jl's rolling out with those universal updates like they say Le bon like, roulette. like she's like <laughs> <"There's time laughs> roll. Roll on twitter you gotta <laughs> join us there guys periscoping my heart out always letting the good times roll <laughs> and uh then, of course, YouTube.com slash WDWinfo as well as YouTube.com slash DizUnplugged. So I'm going to wrap it up with all that crap that we have to get out of the way that's important. But Garbage. Did you mention Instagram? Instagram, too. We do Instagram. Do we have a Diz Universal Instagram? We don't because we don't post enough pictures from there. But every now and then they pop up on the, the Diz one. So if we can start going more often... Not that we don't go often. We I do. almost said a potty. If we can work. go more, more and, and show more about Universal, then we will maybe think about starting that. It's maybe. About to maybe. Maybe we'll maybe get there we someday, Jenny. It's fantastic. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. We'll be back with you next week with, with another our, episode. With our resolutions or? With, oh, yes, with our. <laughs> Yeah, we'll be back next week. Promise we're going to give you our resolutions. We will do them next week. I'm going to push uh, this button. Yeah, but until then, uh, remember, Mardi Gras is localized, but also universal. Universal.